Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turnbuckle here on my podcast, house.com. Tony Shebecki with you, and I welcome in my co hosts, Walshy and Lyle. Hello, boys. Very good, eh, Tony. What are you doing, Lyle? I'm just getting myself comfortable. Uh, ruined the opening of the show. What? By me getting comfortable? Just during the introduction. You got your very good, eh? I'm just excited to be back. Just excited to be back, Tony. The problem is, Walshy, I think Lyle was actually looking for a chair in that room that he's in. But couldn't find one. Ah, oh, for God, I can see you sneaking out of the room behind you. Hey, hang on. I wasn't looking behind me, but you guys can see. He was JJ there. JJ Furno. JJ Furno. I'm going to have to move room, guys, because there's no chair in here. JJ Furno was in your bed before taking the chair. That's what scares That's... me. Hang on a minute. Is he still at my old gimmick? <laughs> He's, he's stepping no up against this guy. It's no gimmick. <laughs> I'm just going to say, Mark, uh, the wives would be more happy to be stolen by JJ than they would by you. Well, that's, yeah, he's probably got 20 years on me. I think JJ know. just has a, a fetish for anything with legs. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, well, centipedes, oh, centipedes are in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's up in his game now if he's stealing beds. Uh, thank you to the Australian Wrestling Network, of course, who are uh, a proud sponsor of ours. Not that we see any cash from them. That's all right. We keep promoting them. <laughs> paid, in exp- paid in exposure, Tony. Exactly. Exactly right. No, uh, have um, they got, have they got video of on the Australian Wrestling Network of us guys winning WrestleBrainia? They don't, um, but that's okay because I've got the trophy that proves we won. Um, there are photos online of me walking out of WrestleMania with that trophy. Um, I did have to pick it up off the floor because it's fair to say Cracker Jack did a number on it. The trophy, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I look forward I a little did. bit later on. We're going to talk a bit more about how we actually won WrestleMania because I still can't believe Fair it and square, Tony. Fair and square. Yeah, I'm sure we did. Hey, uh, Lyle, you missed out a great episode last week. I know you you weren't well, uh, but she was Kingsley. She was good. I listened to it, Tony. I always uh, listen back to you guys if I'm not on the show. And I don't. Uh, credit where it's due. Jules did uh, well in my replacement uh, for the show. But it was a great interview with Kingsley. She's always I'll, fun. I'll be honest obviously, with you, Lyle. I was trying to get Jules to replace you again this week. 
Tony was agreeing right. with. The jewels wasn't available. I so can see Tony like, nodding now. He's not saying anything, oh. but he's, he's nodding now like his head's about Never. to fall off. No, that's um, cool, Nick. I actually Jules spoke to Jules Saturday night. Jules yeah. wasn't available. Otherwise, we're going to use a different Zoom. You'd have been sitting here by yourself. I was worried. My first login didn't get in. And the fact that you guys did tell me we we're going to record on Tuesday night, trying to record it without me. I put oh, a lucky stop Jules to was unavailable. I put a stop to it because there was no way I was having two people with English accents on the show tonight. Oh, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. Tony. You can only handle one. You can only keep with one. I don't have an English accent. No, you don't, but our first guest does. All right, guys, time to catch up with a very, very brave man. He answered the call. They were looking for someone to take on Joel Bateman at DMDU last week, and this man put up his hand and said, I'm willing to try it. A brave, brave man, Atlas Whitaker is, and he joins us now to talk about this experience. Hello, Atlas. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm quite, I'm quite good. I'm very sore today, but, but good. In great spirits, great spirits. Tell us about the, the process that went through your mind, if there was one, in regards to putting your hand up to say, I want to do deathmatch wrestling. Well, it, it's, it, it's been a genre of professional wrestling that I've enjoyed for quite some time. And but enjoying it and doing it. I'm sure. Oh, two, yeah. I learned. I learned the hard way that they're two, two completely different things. Uh, however, it was something I've always been interested in. It was something that I wanted to study. Uh, something that I wanted to get better at and perfect. And I thought, as soon as the call came out, I thought, who better to learn from than Joel Bateman? Uh, I got in there uh, and I learned. Oh, that I guess that's where my thought process kind of ended. I think because uh, as soon as I got in there, it was. The most, most pain I've felt in my life. However, I come out of it very, very rewarded, I think. Um, I know I was talking to Joel when the Open Challenge went out and he was giving me a list of some of the names that had offered their services for this match. And you were definitely the one that intrigued me the most and I thought he'd get the best match out of. Um, how excited were you and... Uh, what was the balance of excitement and nerves going into that match? It was probably 50-50. I think, I think the nerves overtook the excitement towards the start of the match itself when you were waiting backstage and you're kind of getting your warm-ups in as, much, as best as you can. Uh, and, but you end up just kind of pacing at the end of it all and your warm-up kind of goes to, goes to shit at the end of the day. <laughs> it just starts, you start panicking a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I couldn't have been in, uh, oh, well, as good as hands as any as you can in the death match, really. So I was confident in that. And uh, Joel's known me for years now and, and we've never performed together. So it was great to, great to um, experience that with him. It was great. And what was what was uh, that first light tube bump when he, I think he kicked you across the back with one? Did that uh, wake you right up? Yeah, it, it sure did. Uh, <laughs> the first one I had, I thought I'd go in and think, oh, I'll I'll wear a shirt. I'll wear a shirt. I'll be a bit safer, um, just so I can ease into it. And then he kicked me with a light tube while I had the shirt on, and I thought, oh, this this hurts. This hurts still. And then he kicked me again when he took when he took the shirt off, and I was like, "This this really really hurts," <laughs> and I was <laughs> I was not not for it, not for it. <laughs> um, it's fair to say that you have spent uh, your time during the no wrestling period um, getting yourself into actual tremendous shape. I wanted to to compliment you, you on, on how fantastic you look. Was that um, 
something that you really um, decided to work hard on and, and come back looking basically like a transformed wrestler? It, it's, it was definitely a motivation uh, because before, before we went on to lockdown, I was, I was quite, quite overweight and during lockdown, down I became I think I capped off at 125 kilos I think I was that was my heaviest during lockdown and I thought um during lockdown I thought uh, let's let's make use of this time let's not let's not stuff around and half-ass it because I feel like I've half-assed a large chunk of my career unfortunately and I thought what a perfect time then I need to get this train back on the rails and uh, yeah, I just started. Uh, I just started looking at the end goal as uh, we'll give myself twelve months to get into the best shape as possible. Uh, I started running, and I hate running. I hate it. Uh, and I started running um, uh, a few kilometers a day, and then that turned into more kilometers, and then it just kind of steamrolled from there. And then eventually, I've I dropped. I think I'm down. Uh, my heaviest was 125 kilos, and I weighed in before the weekend at 90 kilos. So I feel. Awesome. I feel. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's uh, def- I definitely feel a lot different in the ring. I still don't know how to control my weight to an extent, like how to control because I'm used to throwing so much weight around. Uh, but um, but yes, I'm glad I'm glad that it because uh, a lot of people have uh, taken note of um how how improved I look and how better I am in the in terms of movement in the ring and everything. So it's all it's all paying off really well. So and I'm glad it's being noticed, obviously, and I thank you for that. The great thing about the 95 kilos that you weigh now is that uh, you would have put on a fair bit of muscle over that time as well through the work that you've done uh, over that COVID period. So you probably lost maybe even close to 40 kilos of fat, maybe even more. I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked, but uh, it's, I just go by the – I never, never went to the extent of measuring my body fat, but uh, I do feel that um, my body fat percentage is, is definitely a lot, lot lower. And, uh, and it's always, but during the lockdown, it was a lot of running because I got sick of doing the, I don't know if you, uh, you guys are familiar with the term card game where you pick a card and you do so-and-so many squats for so many cards. And so I kind of got a bit bored of that. So I just started running and I think, I think it took me a while to get my muscle back up. Then I started, uh, I did, I picked up an old program that uh, Jake Navarra gave me. Uh, years ago and I picked that back up when the gyms opened up and I started I uh, started going back on that again and I think that's where my muscle gain came back as well but uh but yes it's a uh, yes a lot, a lot. <laughs> so if you want to if you want to lose uh, 35 40 kilos run a lot that's it's that's <laughs> that's the math <laughs> well yeah. and that's the good thing if you're doing death matches and uh, it gets too much you'll be able to run away and Joel wouldn't have been able to catch you if you'd use that. Oh, I, I, never, I never said I was good at running. He would have caught me eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how fast you're going as long as you're running. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, you've always been good at um, character work and connecting with, um, with fans. Um, tell us about your decision to take the risk and, and throw away what you've been doing. Um, and then transform yourself. Um, was it not two, three years ago now? Yeah, it was. Um, well, I guess the initial change came from a, a boredom of sorts. Uh, not a boredom. It was. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to challenge myself from a performance aspect, and I thought. Um, I thought uh, the character uh, Campbell Crawford was too close to home in terms of 
people uh, what people saw me as, which was this uh, sweet, innocent, uh, nice person that chose. And it all, and it was always, and it was also a transition from my position as a referee as well, where I became a referee into wrestler, and then that kind of same, it kind of flowed on, and it didn't really, it didn't really evolve in any way, and it was just an extension of myself at that stage. And then I thought, uh, let's 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 spice this up a bit. Let's uh, give myself a different look. Let's give myself a different name. Uh, and then, uh, so I chose to go with my, I chose to go with my birth name at the end. Uh, so, and then eventually I, I dropped the Australian accent and I took on, and I kept, went back to my original vocabulary and my original accent. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going really well so far. It's, uh, it's uh, just the lockdown made me find myself again. And I think, uh, and I think that was the most important thing. How many people warned you and told you not to do it? To go back or to, to do the death match or to change no, the... To, to, to change up the character so significantly. Oh, everyone, everyone. <laughs> every, every, everyone said everyone was uh, sceptical. The only person that I think was um, was uh, supportive... Oh, there was a few... There, sorry, I shouldn't say everyone. There was people that were confident that I was able to pull it off. Uh, and I think uh, Cracker Jack was a big proponent of it. He loved it. So it was great workshopping certain things with him. Uh, and then moving on to uh, yeah, just moving it into practice, and it's uh, it's be, it's paid off so well uh, so far. Sorry, it's paid off well so far, and I'm and the most important thing is I'm happy with all the performances so far. So that's that's where I struggled with um, Campbell Crawford, Camby, like Man United, Men for Hire. I was very um, I was very much uh, there were some cases where I wouldn't be happy and I'd let it get to myself, but so far because I've I've made gone out of my way to make sure that I'm pleased with the performance, pleased with the promo, pleased with the act that uh, I'm finding happiness in it. And it's paying off because I've uh, been, I've been not, not the most successful, obviously, but um, I've come up with, uh, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of all the work I've done so far. The old adage of course is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it sounds like for That's you, right. it was very much broke because I, it sounds like you weren't happy with where you had got to in your career. So something had to change. It seemed like the obvious thing to do. Yes, I, I think I think the alternative to changing would have been quitting. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. uh, in in fact, uh, I remember even as recently as uh, Wednesday night. I think it was Wednesday whenever the open challenge went out for Joel. Uh, I remember sitting at my. I remember even sitting at my desk, and I remember uh, thinking to myself, maybe I should just stop. Maybe I should just stop it all. And then and then the uh, open challenge came out, and I thought, oh, well, this is shot. And uh, yes, it's uh, it's kind of reinvigorated in a way, I think. So, but it's uh, yeah, it's paid off. Um, I, think, I was with I think I was with um, Chris Fresh and Jules on the weekend, and um, yeah. Jules uh, Jules made comment that um, he goes, "Oh, I saw Atlas the other day, and he looks fantastic and happy, and I thought he must have quit because to be that <laughs> that happy." And he goes, "Then I saw he did a death match. That's a bad relapse." <laughs> uh, he's yes it's a it's, it's usually happiness and weight loss come after the career i think i've seen that before <laughs> but um yeah people are taking notice um that not only that you look fantastic but people are obviously who know you really well taking notice that you your mindset seems you seem more confident more happy and um and more comfortable in your own skin yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely been 
a very pleasant experience when the uh, since co- since the um, pandemic happened and uh, obviously schools opening back up again. I feel uh, every time I go to shows, every time I go to training, I feel a lot more comfortable. I feel like I don't have to walk on eggshells a lot of the time either because I don't. It's not that I don't care. It's that the results doesn't matter to me sometimes. Like it's it's that um, that I can just go out and be myself which is uh, be myself and be entertaining, be uh, be as fun as possible and make myself have fun. And that's how I'm looking at uh, wrestling going forward. And it's, uh, and it's been great so far. And I hope, and it's going to be great until I decide it's not, or until, until I put those pounds back on and then, and then we'll be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's when um, I retire. <laughs> yeah. what's, it, what's it like standing in the middle of the ring on Saturday night and you're getting a standing ovation from the crowd? You're coming from Wednesday you know, thinking, oh, maybe I could quit. And then Saturday night, the standing ovation, Joel gives you the limelight and the ring to yourself and it looks like you just soaked it all in. Is that just the highs and lows of wrestling? Surely there's yeah. a tear there somewhere. Oh, no, there I was, was. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, um, I was very close to being a blubbering mess on the outside when he was, uh, when he was speaking to me because I – I um I didn't expect it. That was for sure. And then uh and then yeah, we I got in there and he gave me the spots and he said he said to me uh, while we were in the ring, he said, "Do the valet." And I said, "What's what's that?" <laughs> and then because <laughs> I because I, I didn't know we had a name for it. And so I did. So I struck. So I struck the pose. He struck the pose with me and then left the ring. And I almost burst into tears. If I reckon, if I wa- uh, uh, I reckon, if I wasn't in front of so many people, I would have been a blubbering mess. I would have been. It was. It was. And yeah, it's it's such a uh, juxtaposition of how I was midweek to how I ended the week, and it's it's um it's it was such a wonderful feeling, and it's something I'll never forget. I think that's something that's and my and it was great because my partner was there as well. And she seen me. She's come to see shows where I performed at, but they've been um, not lower shows, but quieter shows. My roles are always a bit smaller. I get five minutes here and there, and then she's and she was able to watch me. In it was through through the gaps in her fingers, obviously with her hands over <laughs> her eyes while it was happening. But um, and my brother was there with her, uh, uh, doing a running commentary of sorts. I'm a bit serious, <laughs> but um, f- for her to see what what she's seen is four years of me going to training every week and um, trying to get better after, after such a slow start to my career and just trying to play catch up and then it paying off and seeing her be so proud of me and so happy for me is, is well, warm my heart. And I'll, and I'll never, I'll never forget. I'll never forget Saturday night. And I'll never, I'll never forget what Joel and what Deathmatch uh, down under gave to me that night. So, do you feel like um, on Saturday night you've broken through something of a glass ceiling that had previously been placed around you in wrestling in Melbourne? I I certainly hope that's the case because I think I think um, yeah I I because I certainly stagnate I have a habit of stagnating once changing where I I get a few a few opportunities under my belt and then they just stop and I think that's down to me and I th- but I think that. I think that this, I, I do truly believe that this gives me potential for a, to become a, sto- a stone rolling down a hill. And, uh, and it's all, uh, not downhill, that's negative. Uphill, uphill, <laughs> I'm up, I'm up. But uh, you know what I mean? A break up in the floodgates, if you will. Yeah, so it's, I, I, 
exactly, exactly. The straw that broke the camel's back. Wait, no, 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 that, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do think, uh, I do, I do think that this is, uh, this is something that will be so, a sort of momentum shift for me. And it's a, but it's on me now to capitalize on it. And I have to, I have to bring that performance every, every time I'm out there. And I can't just take it for granted and say, oh, I had, I had a good match. Let's, let's go, boys. And then, and then that's. I've just got to, I've just got to churn it out every week. Not death matches though. I will not do death matches every week. I will do, I will do one again. I promise, but not, not every week. <laughs> no, they're gonna mean something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I wonder whether the uh, renewed interest in wrestling for you now will be an issue in regards to you resuming your travels after the pandemic has finished. I've taken a lot of pleasure in reading excerpts from your diary in regards to your trips to Brazil and the like. Uh, yes. The, the excerpt day two, approximately 2 a.m. in Brazil. I don't know what you were doing up at that time. Having traversed several kilometres of terrain, Snowden and Lena Bella are currently resting for further travel tomorrow. Nothing eventful to note besides a few encounters with undiscovered tribe folk. Oh, well, Vale. Uh, valet. Va yes, sorry, Valet. That's right. Uh, are you looking forward to continuing your worldwide travels through the jungles of this vast land that we have? I, I certainly am. I certainly am. Today I'm actually I'm actually in Iceland as we speak. So I've I've taken I've taken to the hot springs uh, earlier today. Uh, I will be going back to the hot springs tomorrow and then I will be back in Australia on I think it'll be Monday. It'll be Sunday night, Monday. But that this is more of a holiday. This is it's not so much travel, it's just to recover because I love the hot springs and I still had glass in my back. So I thought I thought what better way than a geyser to get that out, you know? Uh, and uh, but yes, I, I think I've got some I know that I'm going to be investigating some tombs in Egypt. Uh, there's some that they've the new ones that they've found. It's 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 very exciting stuff. So I'll be looking through there. Uh, jungles probably later in the year, but uh, but yeah, so far that's all I've got booked at the moment. But uh, but yes, uh, that I would certainly do look forward to resuming my travels. Uh, no, unfortunately, Snowden is no longer with us, and Bella has resigned from her position. Oh. Uh, however, we will be uh, we will be uh, we will be endeavouring to bring Limbella back, uh, and Snowden will always be with me uh, when we uh, when I do travel. So. It's I all, did hear something about unfair exciting. work practices, but I didn't believe that. I'm not sure if that's... Hey, you're not putting that on me. You are not putting that on me. So, I, yeah, as I said, I just heard about it. Uh, the other thing, too, is you must be obviously fully vaccinated because if you're in Iceland and coming back to Australia on Monday without quarantine... Loopholes. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's uh, fully vaccinated. Fully, it's, it's something that only the, the, the people of the upper crust get. Yeah. Uh, where it's where it's a where it's a six jabs at once it's it's a kind of, the normal body can't take it uh, but uh, but the upper crust can and because i'm the toast of the upper crust i am the cream of the corp uh, and i uh, certainly certainly survived those shots uh touch wood if there's wood anywhere yeah i don't touch wood <laughs> uh but yes uh i'll be looking forward to kind of skipping through quarantine while those sad folk get put into hotels and i do believe also that you had to uh unfortunately, send a non-RSVP for the Duke of Embra's uh, funeral. Only 30 people invited. You were one, but due to your commitment with yes. Deathmatch Down Under, you were unable to go. Yes, that, that, that's right. It was, it was one of those things where I've, I've, known, Philip for, I've, I've known Philip for a few years. It's not, it's not the longest uh, friendship that I have, I've had. 
but I was quite close with him. Uh, not so much the Queen, uh, but uh, but him uh, a fair bit. And uh, mm. and I do I do think he is. Uh, I th- I believe he's. Uh, I learned a bit about him, and he kind of came off to be kind of a nasty man. So I think I thought it was most uh, better for me, better for everyone that I uh, that I performed for Deathmatch Down Under. And obviously, uh, how could I pass up an opportunity like this? So it was just a, a fantastic way to honour him. I'm sure he would have. Of course, he wanted you to do that. Yes, of course, of course, he would have wanted me to uh, to try to die as he did. That's you enough shit from me, boys. Over to you. Well, you also you also don't want to be that close to Prince Andrews, but um, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> um. We've had some interesting uh, tag team partners over the journey. Um, talk to us about your current companion, Darcy Moss. Ah, Darcy Moss, Darcy Moss. Well, he is a great, a great friend of mine. Uh, someone who's been on my t- many travels with me. Uh, he is continuously supportive. Uh, he is well, the bravest man I've ever met, and the most curious man I've ever met. And uh, and yes, I wanted to uh, bring him into a da- uh, into my uh, into because I'm somewhat of a tag team specialist of some sorts, and I thought, what better way than to get Darcy Moss on more shows than have him with me? And then I thought, I'll bring him with me. We'll go to shows. We'll come on, and we'll just do what we do in the. We'll just do what we do in the jungle. I, I lead. He follows. We all just get along. We'll just get in there. He is get an in there and fight. He is an underrated wrestler in Melbourne, though. He is. He is. Uh, it's I could because I think the term underrated is very uh, apt for him because he is. He's one of those wrestlers that aren't rated at all. Because uh, we could look at uh, we could look at someone like a uh, for a long time. Richie Taylor was considered uh, underrated. Uh, hello, Richie. Uh, Richie was underrated, but we as wrestlers we all knew how good he was. It was just that no one was uh, looking at him to use him. But Darcy Moss is one of those people that. Um, because he's so quiet, because he's so uh, to himself and he only opens up to certain people. No one knows how good he is because he doesn't talk about it and he doesn't get certain opportunities because he doesn't push for them. And I think um, I think hopefully, and I know after our first encounter at Deathmatch Down Under, uh, from there, I believe that uh, the ball will start rolling for him as well. And I, I look forward to seeing that because he is, I consider him the most underrated wrestler on the, in the country. And I think yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. He's always entertaining on any card that he pops up on when, when, when we're at live shows in Melbourne, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a great man. And speaking of uh, other tag team partners you've had uh, in the past, uh, you run with uh, Lindo. Was oh, yes, yes. Supremely entertaining. Hilarious at oh, times. Um, what was it like teaming with Lindo? Uh, it was great. I, I learned I learned so much from uh, Jake because he because he he's been around for a lot longer than people this tend to remember. He's been around for a long long time uh, over over ten years or so now. And I think uh, especially at the uh, at the time of my development, it was very important for me to learn from him. He was always very supportive of me backstage as well and made sure I wasn't uh, I, w- I was never in a position where I was pushed around or anything like that but it was uh, I uh, he'd always support my opinions he'd support my he'd support whatever I'd asked for especially when we were filming promos it was always very collaborative effort uh, sorry a collaborative effort I should say uh, it was always very good to uh, collaborate with him and uh, yes I, I think uh, other than this match uh, with Joel on the weekend I believe my best my favorite match was the one that I did with 
uh, for uh, Mayhem Pro uh, a few years ago, where it was myself and Jake versus the uh, Mitch Berry, Mitch Berry, uh, Mitch Waterman, Mick <laughs> Berry. Whoops, uh, the Brat Pack <laughs> there. They're oh, murdering the you, giving there, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Exactly. That was 2019. That was my favourite uh, live match that that we attended for Mayhem oh, Pro. Yeah, and then I think we had Lindo on not long after that, and he shared what that match actually meant to him with what he was going through at the time of that match and yes, uh, you three guys supporting him uh, during it. And it, it just added another layer to our live enjoyment of it as well. Oh, great. I'm, I'm happy to hear that then. But I know that uh, Jake, I know Jake was very emotional backstage before we started that. And it was, and it was great that we could all be there for him to, um, help him along and hopefully hopefully that's a memory that he can have forever i mean that match is available if people want to see it it's on um mayhem pros facebook page for their first oh, yes. episode and um i would recommend checking it out because um it was basically the amongst the probably was the best um crowd interaction match i've i've seen live in melbourne yeah, it was. It was totally. I, I love that the intimacy of that show, and because it was because it was on a, I believe it was on a Sunday during the day. Regardless, it was a day show, and a lot of people have more energy than they would at a night time sometimes. And uh, I, think, I think that well. that's another thing as well. Yeah, everyone's sober, <laughs> so they're well behaved. So, <laughs> so there was, and there was a lot of kids in the audience as well. So it was, it was and I love performing for kids uh, because they're they're so they're so fun to interact with from the ring and, uh, and, uh, and some of, and also some of JXT's football friends were in the crowd. So that's always easy. So it's always fun to bring them in. And, uh, but yeah, that's, I certainly, I loved working for Mayhem. Mayhem was a joy, absolute joy. Did you have to call Jake to get the tag team up? Uh, Is that, he was asking people to call him. I mean, was that? Oh, <laughs> yes. No, no. That's, that's for sexual favors, my dear. That's oh, okay. Not, that's, not, that's not for jobs. He has another line. He has another line for jobs. But uh, not those jobs. Tony, Get off that. Yeah. Tony was wondering why Jake wasn't answering whenever he called. No, exactly. That's right. I was the guy oh, that had the big sign in the crowd that said, call me, Jake. Oh, that's, of course. I know, I know that sign. Well, he always said, he always said, keep that man away from me whenever, whenever we were, whenever we'd see that sign. Wise words. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Atlas, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Congratulations. I'm not finished, Tony. All right, well, then talk. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about, um, obviously, the crowd um, was fantastic on Saturday night, but this show will go on to IWTV in two weeks. Are you prepared for your phone blowing up like it's going to um, Friday week? Uh, I, d- I don't think I'm prepared. I wasn't prepared for it this time, to be completely honest. I, I, because as the match was happening, um, as it was happening, I was thinking to myself, ah, oh, this is terrible, this is bad. And, uh, and because that's just... Because that's just the nature of my brain, I think I uh, then when that all happened, I went backstage. I got I got real great feedback. Had a lay down, had some glass taken out of me. I look at my phone and it's 30, 30 notifications, and then I kind of had to put it down for a little bit and just let it rest. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I hope I'm ready for it because 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 I love getting compliments. Compliments are fantastic. So hopefully. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, I can uh, absorb as much of that as I can on um, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think it's May the third, May the second, one of those. Yeah, it's yeah, almost so, Friday, whatever. 
no, first Friday yes. in May, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it back. But I'll be watching it back with my partner, and I'll probably be not paying attention because I hate watching myself. So, and I'll I'll let her take my notes for me. I think. Something you might be able to answer for us: Is there an official glass <laughs> remover backstage, or who is that uh, person? Well, well, it's uh, there was a good there's a there's a two nurses or two medics, I should say, were there backstage, and they had uh, and they were both assisting with taking glass out. Uh, so it was more it was I didn't have anything too far embedded in me. It was a lot of surface glass, so that was okay. So uh, what what they did was they wet you wet your cloth with cold water. And you just uh, dap it across your chest, uh, across the affected areas, and it use and the glass kind of comes out to the surface, and you kind of brush it off from there. So it wasn't it wasn't too, I guess, surgical uh, to get get rid of it. Uh, but I did have to get some glue. Uh, I had to get some uh, wounds glued up, which was uh, always exciting to get. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Following up, though, I remember when I played football, like after a game where you've been just in dirt, the shower afterwards hurt. What's the oh. shower like after a, a glass death match? Oh, if you you may have seen me because uh, I was I walked past uh, merchandise on my way up to the um, the showers because we had a bit of access to showers in the hotel, and we've gone I've gone up to the uh, gone up to the showers and I remember there were some people backstage that were saying this the first shower will hurt the second shower is nice and then I was like <laughs> oh, okay okay and I got that around the wrong way when I when I went to have the shower. And I was like, okay, first one's nice, next one will be bad. And then I get, I get in the shower, and I'm immediately going, oh, oh, my back, my back, uh, because it's just immediately because I put it up hot because I was like, oh, I need a hot shower, and it's just immediately it's it's as if it felt like I was sunburned, but blood pouring to the point of uh, I just the worst sunburn ever. Yeah, it was all blood rushing to the top of my skin. Oh. And I had to like I had to turn it all off, take a pause, and and then, and then go back in again. Oh, no. And um, was there any damage done to the new tattoo work? Yes, yes, there was. Yeah, yeah. Part of part of my chest, there's a big gouge in uh, one of the uh, one of the leaves that I have on my chest. Uh, so there's a big, uh, oh, probably about yay big, probably uh, oh. five centimeters, uh, five to eight centimeters. So that's uh, and then I've got this, something around the same size as my elbow, but that just that missed my forearm. I don't have any, don't have any damage to the forearm, but my chest tattoo unfortunately uh, cops some cops some damage. Unfortunately, but that's okay. I'll just get another one. Just get another one in remembrance of that one. Yes. <laughs> Do I get to say goodbye now? I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You've always got to give Lyle ten minutes before you talk. Yeah, I got. Uh, <laughs> Horrible dial-up internet that I'm, I'm running with. I've got a couple of listener questions, Tony, before we, before we go. Uh, Mr. Wrestling Mitchell Wright wants to know, have you thought on an answer to the offer I presented him? Uh, yes. I, I remember speaking to, I remember speaking to um, Mr. Wrestling uh, after the show. Uh, I was supposed to be giving a sort of press conference updates. Uh, I was asked to say something for Snapmares. Uh, and he, he did interrupt. Uh, he wasn't rude about it. He was kind. Um, and I won't disclose what the offer was, uh, but, uh, but I will, I, I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. Uh, so he, he will listen to this and get back to me. I'm sure he asked me to call him, but I don't have a phone. So I don't, I don't understand that. But that's okay. Who does he think he is? Linda? <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got, 
one more. Wearing masks is hardcore from Twitter. More painful, picking light tube glass out of your back or pulling thumbtacks out of your head. Thanks, and I'll hang up and listen. He's listening live. That's good. Uh, ooh, very good. The, the um the the uh, well, I've honestly I've never had tax. I've never had tax in any part of my body before. Uh, but uh, the glass certainly hurts. Uh, but if we're going to equiv- uh, make an equivalence to tax, I remember one time I was running through uh, a pyramid. I was running through the innards of a pyramid, and there was there was a a friend of mine was up ahead. They, he said that he said he undid all the traps. All the trap doors were fine. Uh, however, I fell through a false floor and there were spikes sticking up. And I remember oh. spikes split me, not split me, but came up right across my forehead and scraped the top of my head. And that was excruciating. And if I was a couple of centimeters to the left, I'm sure I'd be dead. Uh, but that if, if we can equivalent that to, uh, uh, to tax, I'd say that uh, probably, the, probably the glass hurt a bit more, taking the glass out. I'd say. Does that answer our question? I think it does. I think it does. I wouldn't be Excellent. telling too many people live on a podcast that you haven't taken tax before. People like Joel will start getting ideas, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I invite Joel to try again. Try and kill me this time. Atlas Whitaker, thank you so much for being a part of On the Turnbuckle this week. Congratulations on your debut death match down under match and uh, we look forward to many more in the future thank you very much guys that is atlas whitaker joining us here on the turnbuckle And welcome back, segment two of On the Turn Buckle. Boys, uh, he's a, a good character, Atlas. Fantastic guy. He's an interesting man. Um, I think I think that we're just scratching the surface of what he can do. Um, and I'm really looking for, like, I'm really happy for him because he he deserves the success for the work he's put in. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, def- definitely one of the great uh, character workers in Melbourne, that's for sure. And it was great to see him get the ovation and the love on Saturday night. Um, obviously, he touched on the emotional side of it. Uh, he wasn't expecting it. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing him in a ring soon. Been a lot of emotion going through the world of WWE in regards to people not getting contracts renewed and to tell us all about it. Eleni Thomas joins us with the On the Turnbuckle Super Serious News segment. Hello, Eleni. Hi, Tony. How are you going, guys? Fantastic. Hello. We all are. I think, well, she's better than what he was. He was really quick last week. I was on my deathbed last week, mm. it's fair to say. He had man And Lyle wasn't even here. Wow, well, oh, quick, well, quick recovery then. Yes, exactly. Yes. Hey, Lenny, uh, the past week has been a tough week for many wrestlers of the WWE. It absolutely has. Um, and I think particularly for for our Aussie, our Aussie girls, very, very tough news. Um, but this past week, the WWE announced the release of 10 wrestlers and some of which were extremely popular and over in the company, um, particularly the release of Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James and Samoa Joe sent shockwaves throughout the wrestling community. Uh, Aussie duo Billy Kay and Peyton Royce were extremely over with fans as the Iconics and Billy Kay's comedic role was beloved of fans. I particularly loved Billy and still love her. 
Um, but the release of Mickey James was even more surprising. Mickey has worked um, with the company for almost two decades. She made her debut in 2005 and has since then worked on and off with the company for the last 16 years. And so many of the wrestlers who were released took to social media to make statements about their release. Uh, Mickey James took to Twitter announcing to her fans, if you're wondering what I'm doing next, the answer is simple. Everything they said I couldn't. So some very ominous words from Mickey James. Um, Peyton and Billy posted on Instagram where they voiced how grateful they were for the support they'd received both from their fans and from other WWE wrestlers. And so in addition to the above four wrestlers mentioned, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Rawley, Bo Dallas and Wesley Blake have also all been cut from the roster. And while there is speculation that there are more cuts to come in the coming weeks, particularly from NXT, these are the 10 that have been confirmed so far. So very sad news for, for the wrestlers. Yes, it is. And I think that one consistent that's coming through is that I've interviewed three of those people. So I don't know whether I had anything to do with their release. Callisto, of course, when I was over in Chicago. Do you remember when I went to Chicago, boys? I remember I got sacked once after you called me. So it's probably a probably a running theme that um, don't answer the phone if Tony calls you. Um, before we get into it, Eleni, um, I know last week we were talking about how great a week it was for women's wrestling, Australian women's wrestling. Um, how is it for you as like a as a as a female wrestling fan to see um, some girls, probably four girls that really should have been don't miss can't miss talents, not used properly to the point where they lose their job. Yeah, it's it's really, really sad to see. Um, I guess like looking at someone like Chelsea Green is really upsetting because the poor thing's just been so injury prone that it's, you know, I mean, obviously they haven't um, said specifically why she was released, but I imagine it might have had something to do with her injuries, which is completely um, unfortunate. But for Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, I loved the Iconics. I absolutely adored them. Um, when they did the show in Australia and they wrestled, it was great to see them. So I was very upset by that. Um, I mean, when they got um, torn apart last year, that was a bit of a mistake. With no plan. Yeah, absolutely. And then even like from that, obviously sort of, it seemed like the idea was Peyton was going to get a big singles push. And then, you know, she cut that promo a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, sort of all of her untapped potential. So then to see this happen, is even more upsetting. And then, of course, Mickey James is probably, I mean, obviously everyone loves Trish, but I have always loved Mickey James. And so I think not only is it sad to see her be released in this way, but to think of her as like, you know, one of the greatest WWE um, women's wrestlers and, you know, to not get a proper send-off match, to sort of just be taken off TV and not really given you know, another title run or any other chance in recent years is really upsetting and quite disrespectful. But it sounds like she's she's ready to go and will probably continue doing great things. But, yeah, very sad um, as a female wrestling fan to see this. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And um, I think with uh, Mickey James, it's, it's, it's telling that she's not receiving the same kind of respect that a male wrestler with her history and tenure um, and standing within the industry would receive like they'd get a legends contract they'd be allowed to wrestle part-time and then they'd be able to come back and have meaningful storylines and Mickey hasn't been given that opportunity um, or that respect and 
you've got to think that if she was a man, she probably would have. Um, Samoa Joe, like, they're bringing in these idiots from ESPN to commentate who can't hold a candle to Joe as a commentator, let alone if he's released. He's someone who will turn the dial. Um, if he goes to AEW, it will be big news. Um, I mean, a few, a few of the names I'm not surprised at, but the four or five that we've mentioned, I could name 30 or 40 contracted wrestlers that will be more disposable than them. Well, they may they may be next on the list. Well, with the, the surprise for me for Billy Kay is the pop that she received at the Royal Rumble for the work she did know, there, and I thought that was fantastic. That's why I was really yeah. surprised to see her name there. She had a WrestleMania yeah. match like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it's come out that Kevin Dunn didn't get her act, but the crowd did. She was getting good reactions. If she wants to. There's a spot on a card for Billy Kay in that entertaining role because whatever it is or that comedic timing she does have, she's got it. Uh, Peyton Royce, disappointing. Obviously, we're Australian fans, so we could be biased. The Samoa Joe one, maybe you have to restructure the deal and put him under a, a commentator's deal slash legends deal or whatever to keep him away from where I want to see him. Pop up in AEW, a G1 oh. in New Japan, New Japan G1 or or, or Super Strong, uh, New Japan Strong. Um, it's all being taped in America. Um, yeah, they obviously their resources are unlimited at the minute. I think you would have just, if you're not going to medically clear him, which is weird when the main event of WrestleMania, three of those guys weren't medically cleared. Uh, in in the past, um, yeah, it's strange, but they're warehousing so many wrestlers that, unfortunately, when a new class comes into the PC, people are going to get uh, released. Yeah, uh, a star of AEW has returned for her first match since June of last year. Yeah, um, so I guess this is a more positive um, piece of news, but Chris Statlander returned to the ring during this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite, defeating Amber Nova in a match that showed that Statlander hasn't missed a beat and she's ready to go, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, like you said, Tony, this was her first official match since um, the June 10th, 2020 episode of the show. And so on that show, um, she sustained a torn ACL after a botch dive to the outside of the ring during her tag team match with Hikaru Shida, Nyla Rose, and Penelope Ford. Um, and Statlander's return was marked with a victory, so she got the win. And overall, I thought it was a pretty dominant performance and hopefully could lead to a big push for her in the coming months. So some exciting news. Yeah, it's great to see her back. She's a fantastic wrestler and probably like, arguably would have been champion by now if she hadn't been injured. Um, I do wish she'd lose that terrible alien gimmick because... <laughs> I think that's only going to hold her back. Um, but no one can doubt uh, what she can do bell to bell. Yeah, definitely. You understand, Tony, having knee injuries and stuff like that, mate? Yes. You got, you got exactly. Could tell my wrestling career, Lyle. Uh, of course, yeah. My, me with my numerous ACL operations and stuff, so I feel it too. Sometimes I feel like an alien as well, Tony. Knees. I've broken every bone in my body. Uh, and New Japan wrestling fans have had their say, Lenny. 
Yeah, they absolutely have. Um, so New Japan announced fans have decided the upcoming stipulation for the KOPW 2021 Provisional Championship match between Torigana and Evil. So the amount of votes cast totaled almost 30,000, which is a crazy amount, and with a 51.58% to 48.42% vote, fans chose Yano's creation of Darkness Blindfold match, which beat out Evil's Darkness stipulation match. And so the rules of Yano's creation of Darkness Blindfold match, as released by New Japan, are the following. So distinct from a traditional blindfold match, this bout will start with four blindfold hoods, on each of the four ring posts around the ring, a competitor is only able to defeat their opponent if they can blindfold them first. Should a hood be secured on an opponent, usual rules apply to pinfalls, submissions, knockouts, and countouts. So I'm excited. I feel like that's an awesome stipulation match. I would have thought the stipulation was that they come into the ring blindfolded. I, they can never blindfold a match without being blindfold. blindfold. That's traditional blindfold. This is Yano blindfold. Oh. This is straight out of 2018 TNA. <laughs> there is a stipulation on every Yano match that I automatically need to go to the toilet or go and get a drink because <laughs> I do not want to watch Yano. Uh, I can't believe 30,000 people. I can't believe 30,000 people voted. This is crazy. Uh, a, listen, he's a true story. I was in Japan um, at one of the new Japan pop-up stores and, um, you know, buying merch. There was hardly anyone there. And then they, I was paying in there. So if you stay for 10 minutes, Yano's coming to sign autographs. I said, no, thanks. I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. harsh. That's a bit harsh. harsh hey, Lenny, great to have you on board again this week. Thank you so much for our serious news segment. We'll catch you again soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, enjoy you. the rest of your week. And Lenny Thomas with the On the Turnbuckle Super Serious Wrestling News segment. All right, boys, time for us to celebrate what was a fantastic wrestle brain here for the on, the on the Turnbuckle team, I believe. I saw you walking out with a trophy, Walshie. So obviously we won. Oh, Not on. much of that trophy left. It's, it's seen better days. Yes. It's seen better days. But we won, Tony. I know Walshie's been... The way I see it, we didn't win a broken trophy. We won two trophies. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. Well, it's in two that's bits, fair. so that's fair enough. Yep. Well, I mean, it's probably in about 12 bits. I've only got two of the bits. Um, yeah. It is sticky taped together. But at the end of the day, despite being disqualified, we won. We won. How did that happen? Well, it was... A, it was Obviously, I wasn't unfair, allowed in, so I didn't know. Well, yeah, you weren't allowed in. We turned up. Um, we got the, the, the biggest... We got a Road Warriors pop when we entered. Um, it's fair to say. My ears are still and, ringing. And when we got to the to the stage, Jeff says to us, where's the third man? I said, it's like Bash at the Beach. He's coming, right? We were dressed as the NWO and he disqualified us. I pointed out that he didn't have any security, so there's nothing you could fucking do about it. And yeah. we got thrown we got thrown out, bum rushed by Gore. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't that was uh yeah. Actually, I didn't see Gore because I was too busy flicking toothpicks at um at <laughs> Jeff, and he come out of the corner of my eye, Tony. And before I really, he snatched Welshie on his shoulders, and he's he's grabbing me by the ear and dragging us down the yes, mate. Oh, it was frightening. Anyway, was we did manage, we did manage to get back into the venue. Um, 
in very clever disguises. I don't think anyone knew it was us. Yeah. Um, and then the third man came to the rescue. Tosh Greenslade. See, we had an Easter egg in last week's show. Ah, Tosh yeah. Greenslade came to the rescue because I'm apparently the only person who bought his book. Yeah. Correct. So um, he, and we won. He took all these so points. He took all so these you know points from means? Sunday and joined our yeah. team. You know what that means? We get to defend it next year. Fantastic. Oh, Nothing he can do. It's in the contract. And congratulations to Jeff and the team for what was a very, very successful WrestleBrainer over the four weeks. Went really well. Right, Jeff. Thank okay. you, man, Jeff. I think he's going to piggyback off our win, Tony. I was just trying to be magnanimous. Yeah. I reckon it was successful in spite of Jeff. Yeah. 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 I think all Let's the advertising it. is going to be sent around us next year. That's yeah, sure. I think we'll Some be. Tickets. I think we'll be actually. They won't have the Rock and Austin on that WrestleMania poster. It'll be us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a big weekend for Australian wrestling last weekend, guys. Some of the uh, big names in uh, productions had their shows on. DMDU with their Spiders show, EPW, PCW, IWA had their anniversary show on. That's uh, wrestling's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, I thought we'd talk about it one by one, but you rushed all the way through them. Uh, you were at you were at um, DMDU, Lyle. I was sick and Tony was doing a cashy. So, um, yeah, 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 Tony got an envelope filled with money, so that money always talks when it comes to Tony. And uh, whilst he pulled a Lyle on me and pulled out last minute. To um, be fair, I was in bed for three days. And still pulled out last minute. By myself. He was meant to be my lift, Tony, because he was going to be designated driver. No one's going to believe that. No, I that. fucking wasn't. No, no one's going to believe that. No, it smashed it out of the park, uh, DMDU, on Saturday night. They're not here to fuck spiders, and that was quite literal. Um, obviously, we spoke well, to Atlas about his match. Um, about his match against Joel. You know, after the first uh, light tube spot, the crowd just turned. And Atlas is the baby face, which I don't think that anyone was expecting backstage. But that was a great, great reception after the match. Standing ovation. Looking forward to see Atlas do more. Um, they should have been expecting it. Yeah. Uh, Miss Bent Youth won the tag tournament and won the belts. Yep. Uh, well, I, saw beating... the, I, I saw the video of, um, of that pin and... Um, the pop seemed loud, was and it, it was seemed like there was a lot of emotion, a lot it, of emotion it, in the crowd. Can you can you talk us through that? Well, you know, I me, mean, there's a lot of emotion when I'm watching wrestling anyway. So I may have had a tear or two in my a couple of times during the night. Uh, seeing Murdoch and Asia win, you know, the confetti guns as well uh, behind them when they celebrated, which was great. A- added to the the moment, yeah, the crowd, the crowd ate it up. Obviously, the crowd. Love Murdoch and they love Asia. You know, hats off to Blacklisted JXT and and Fox. They were great heels in the main event. Um, I think um, I think that that was that's been a really good story. Like I love Asia and Murdoch. They're good kids. I think this might be Murdoch's first title um, yeah. in brand wrestling. Um, so congratulations to him. But I feel like um, the heels that they wrestled throughout the tournament. Um, we're starting with Aiden and uh, Tyson Baxter. Um, and then Royce 
doing his run with Murdoch, I feel like that really painted them as underdogs and um, and and helped get the crowd behind him. I thought that was really a really well built built story arc, and um, and I love that it paid off. Yeah, no, it was it was a great night. You had Caveman Ugg versus Tommy Knight. You know, and it's uh, deadlift suplexes and beating the shit out of each other. Just strong, big boy stuff, um, which we love to see. And hopefully, Tommy's in the ta- in the heavyweight tournament next month. Looking forward to that. Um, you know, seeing Shazza McKenzie in Melbourne finally um, was great. Worked against Tyson. He's a piece of shit heel in Deathmatch Down Under. He's good at that. Uh, He's great at that. I'm pretty sure it's pretty close to home. <laughs> um, oh, I disagree. Uh, he's, gonna, he's not going to hear that. Is he? a lovely, lovely man. Lovely he is man. a lovely guy. Just he has a punchable face. That's all. He, um, Gore versus Richie was great as well. And Cracker Jack, he was on another level at ringside. Um, yeah, he that had a great amazing. weekend, Crackers. That's for sure. He was on another level the next day as well. <laughs> uh, yes. Just getting his deposit back. No. <laughs> and I believe yeah. after your left crackers woke up in the toilets because he was sleeping in the toilets by himself. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So it was a great night. Hats off to Deathmatch Down Under. They're doing great things in Melbourne at the minute. I'm looking forward to seeing the Twitty reaction when it goes on to IWTV because I think it's just going to explode it to another level. I um, I was having a chat to Kevin Chiat, um about EPW show. Um, and he he said that Pip versus McGavin will be probably in his top tens for match of the year. Wow. Already he's got it penciled in. Yeah, um, that's good. And Eagles and and Mikey Nichols was everything that you'd expect it to be. Um, they really had the crowd, and it was a really smart finish with um, like an out-wrestling type of finish, like something that's not often done in Australia. Um, and Slater and Slater and Nitro and Ward and Kaz, they really put um, the spotlight on the younger wrestler and helped them get over. So I'm really looking forward to that show going live as well. Um, I think if you're not watching EPW, you're doing yourself a disservice at the moment because bell to bell, nobody's doing better than them. Lovely to see the uh, Twitter photo of uh, two Aussie wrestling legends going out for a feed the next day in Robbie Eagles and Davis Storm. Yeah, Davis Storm, Davis Storm does love his uh, food and he took him to all the best places too because some of those photos looked amazing. Yeah, they looked pretty good, uh, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> the, best part about, I think, like, the best part about getting taken out for lunch by Davis Storm is you've got a designated driver as well. There you go. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, PCW, boys, on the weekend? Another show like that um, from more reports was fantastic. They've just announced that they've gone onto the High Spots Network as well. So um, I believe you'll be able to see this show through High Spots and the Royce Chambers versus um, Ryan Rapid match has apparently the high blown, spot. The roof, blown the roof off um, the SEEC. So uh, they might need to do some running repairs there. But I cannot wait to, to see that match. Yeah, well, that, that uh, video, the, the gif of yeah, Royce uh, coming off the referee, like it looks yeah. mental. I, I want to see it in the Crazy. context of the match. But, um, yeah, 
Royce assures me it made sense, so I'm dubious. <laughs> I don't even care if it makes sense. It's ludicrous that he that he pulled it off. So not many people in the world can pull that off. And um, no, uh, you, uh, how many how, how many people in the world would have the creative mind to even think of doing something like that? <laughs> Let alone have the athleticism to do it. No, off the apron onto the second rope. Yeah. <laughs> on to the second man's shoulders that was on top of the ref. <laughs> wow. He does something every match that I haven't seen him do before, and uh, he, surely he's going to run out. You know how um, Jericho was the man of 1,004 holds? Royce is the man of 2,004 flips. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. But he shoot doing it. He shoot doing oh, it. I know. Uh, They're all alarm bars. <laughs> um, do we get a report from... Uh... Lord Williamson about the IWA? I don't know if I can repeat what Lord Williamson said, but he said he had fun. Um, uh, but I think he said, I, I had fun, but fuck going every week. Uh, so he, um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good show, though. Charlie Evans versus Jessica Troy um, is a main, we joke, main event anywhere in the world. That is a main event anywhere in this country. Um, and it wasn't the main event. So... Uh, and then Cowboy Chris Abbott, um, I think he's had a 900-day title reign. Um, COVID probably accounts for 200 of those days, but it's still a very long title reign. And um, a former guest of our show, the Beach Bum Booter, uh, has defeated him for the title, which would have been a really nice way to cap off the night. Mm. All right, excellent. Some fantastic work being done. By our wrestling promotions right around the great country. I heard the TCW was good as well in Tassie. So um, everyone's doing well. I do want to give a shout out to Jet Roker, who um, injured himself on the weekend. Um, It's quite frightening at the time. It sounds like the prognosis is as good as it can be, but he's going to be spending some time outside the ring. So I just want to send our thoughts to Jet. If you want to help him out, you just come back. So if you want to go on a wrestler merch when you're buying our t-shirts, you know, buy jets as well and save on that shipping. You can get two shirts for the for one shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words. Wise words. Uh A and E have released their Stone Cold documentary. Yes, yeah, I can't remember what their series is called. They're doing it with WWE. Uh Roddy Piper's next week. This is great. I watched it. Can I say illegally? Um, you don't uh, watch anything legally, Lyle. So I'm watching you guys on the Zoom app that I haven't bootlegged. Um, no, I pay for New Japan. I pay for AEW on Fight. I pay for Australian. No, yes, I do. Um, Australian wrestling promotions. I'm not paying for WWE. Um, no, two hours documentary. It's not the WWE style. Um, you know, go behind. The curtains, so it's honest. Uh, as, as honest as you can be. Obviously, it doesn't get into his um, run-ins with the law, we'll say. Um, no, we won't. We'll say his domestic violence issues. Let's be yeah, honest. okay, we'll say, yep. Um, that doesn't get into that, but it gets into, you know, everything else you probably already know anyway. Um, so yeah, you're saying really it's a waste gets, of time, Lyle? No, it's not. He gets emotional in it. It's a different side of Stone Cold that you'd, you'd see. Um Highlighting the stories that you probably know the surface of, but you don't know the the backstory or the behind the scenes stuff. Um, highly recommend it. Looking forward to the Piper one next week. Um, 
A&E, whatever channel that is in America. Uh, it's good. Highly recommend it, Tony. Channel like called, I, I believe the channel is called A&E. Yeah, A&E. It's on Foxtel. It's on Foxtel. Yeah, yeah. oh, is that on Foxtel? Do people still have Foxtel? Yeah, I think so. Tony no, does. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. Is A&E on K? My mum does. Not, My mum still has it. I haven't had Foxtel. Well, if you're, for, if you're at your mum's house, make sure she records it for you and you can watch it when you're at her house. Hmm. Uh, is there a rumour going around that there could be potentially a Will Ospreay and CM Punk match? Is this correct? It's not a rumour. It's more that Will Ospreay sort of challenged CM Punk to have the match. Um, he said that because years ago CM Punk said it was a match that would interest him. And Ospreay said, now that I've got um, the IWGP title, maybe you want to come and have that match. And Punk didn't say no. He said, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but if you still got that title in a few months, let's talk. So it's, I think if CM Punk's going to come back, that's the most likely place and match where we're going to see him. Okay. Yeah, that, that's it. Like, that, that would be a bucket list thing for CM Punk. Um, we've seen it when Jericho went and did big matches over there. Um, CM Punk coming out. I know he's had a bit of back and forth with Samoa Joe. Obviously, they're good friends. I, if oh, it's an, you know, if, if that CM Punk returning door is open, I think it could be for a Will Ospreay or a Samoa Joe. Um, but Ospreay's gonna give him a good match. He's not like, of course. Honestly, if if Punk can't wrestle anymore, which is a big chance, let's face it. Of course. How long's it been um, now? Eight years. But he's but but Will Ospreay will be able to have a good match with him. Yeah, they could tell a story too around yeah. Yeah. Will Ospreay's athleticism and yeah. And that's that's the one that's that's one thing and probably the the best thing that New Japan could do to give them that bump they got when Jericho um, when Jericho went there. Yeah, definitely. But but even more so because Punk hasn't wrestled for so long. Well, we'll keep our eyes open for that, and hopefully we get to see that in the very near future. Upcoming events over the weekend, boys, on Friday night, PCW Slam in Ferntree Gully, and Victorian Professional Wrestling have their debut show, Pride and Honour, at the Strathmore Bowls Club on Saturday the 24th of July, Adelaide Championship Wrestling, No Man's Land in Guildford Avenue. AWF in Sydney presents Momentum from Marrickville. Adrenaline Pro Wrestling return with high voltage in Seaford and Wrestle Rampage have live at the Dojo 8. Plenty of wrestling coming up around Australia. We are the champions. Is this where I play the Queen song? Yep. Yep. To take us out. Yeah. Enjoy it in the background, folks. That tro- trophy looks good. Did a couple of pieces, but you still wouldn't share one of the pieces with either of us, Tony. Even the dog singing along in the background as well. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Catch you next week. Hey. And thank you for joining us as well, folks. We'll catch you next week right here on the Turnbuckle.